Take the guesswork out of your cannabis shopping with ECS DNA Kit by Endo Canna Health. I did this years ago and it continues to empower me to get nerdy with my cannabis choices, which you know I like. If you've watched our Cannabis Legalization News podcast, did you know that right now you can save 25% off your DNA test at endodna.com? That's E-N-D-O-D-N-A.com and use promo code POD25. That is P-O-D, the number two, the number five. Your purchase includes the EndoDNA Collection Kit. Endo Decoded Report, Personalized Cannabinoid and Terpene Suggestion, Endo Aligned Product Matching in Your State, Suggested Dosage Guidelines, and Optimum Methods of Administration. Once you know your personal ECS data, you can shop Endo supplements tailored specifically for you. And right now, Endo DNA is celebrating their new patent with a BOGO offer on their Afeca Soft Gels lineup. Since so many of you struggle with sleep, I want to highlight Afeca Unwind created to support healthy sleep cycles using a patented proprietary formula of hemp-derived CBD, terpenes, and essential oils. If sleep is eluding you, sweet dreams are made of this. So buy one, get one, my friend. You can shop online at endodna.com. And don't forget promo code POD25 at checkout to save 25% on your DNA test kit. Hey, music lovers. The Cannamom Show podcast, in collaboration with Lambkin Guitars, is giving away a custom-built, one-of-a-kind electric guitar built by Josh Lampkin. The solid one-piece hemp wood body includes a built-in glass bowl piece. Yeah, you heard me right. You can take a hit and then play a lick. Now's your chance to help the Cannamom Show crush cannabis stigma with your entry. Register for the Hemp Guitar Giveaway online at LampkinGuitars.com. That's L-A-M-K-I-N Guitars.com. The drawing will be part of a 420 celebration at the Goods Dispensary in Somerville, Massachusetts, where the guitar is on display for the month of April. But don't worry, you don't have to live in Mass or be present to win. Visit LampkinGuitars.com to scope out the Hemp Guitar giveaway details and entry form. You'll even find a video of what could be your guitar in action. L-A-M-K-I-N-Guitars.com In this video, you're going to learn all the cannabis legalization news that happened last week it's june 3rd june 4th 2023 we had a very large week of news a lot of it's going to be federal and it's going to be all over the united states hopefully even in your state has it gone legal in your state let us know down in the comments and the show summary we have governor walls signing a bill Illinois lawmakers fixing IRC 280E, New York style. We got some New York news, some Florida news about its ballot initiative in 2024. Marijuana users are still barred from buying guns, according to an agency that is not able to make legal conclusions about the law. Uh, North Carolina, got some cannabis news out of North Carolina. MedMen, gonna talk about them on stock news and tobacco industries. Then not only that, we're gonna tell you what we're doing later on this week so that you can get a license in Missouri. It's cannabis legalization news, and we have some new background music that was made by AI. What's going on, Miggy? How was your day? Hey, happy Sunday, everybody. Did you oh. see where I went to lunch? 
Where'd you go? Oh, is uh, that a, a have you seen this hut? before? Is that the yeah. Shiba Hut? Yeah. That's the Chiba Hut. I was at my 15-year law school reunion over the weekend, which nice. is in Milwaukee, Wisconsin, which has absolutely no cannabis at all. Like, you know, uh, of course they do. It's just that it's illicit. And so they don't have a cannabis medical. They don't have cannabis adult use. And next to the bed and breakfast that we stayed at, which was lovely in the Bayview neighborhood, yeah. they had a Chiba Hut. And this, have you seen the Chiba Hut? It's all the sandwiches are named after strains. Leave it in the comments if you've got an opinion of the Chiba Hut, people. And I've only heard good things about their food. And I've always been a fan because of their marketing. Everybody's so wary about being involved in cannabis, right? Like I posted today, Call of Duty has a whole fucking weed skin that I didn't know was there until the other day. So as a gamer, I was like, woohoo. Like yeah. when you see mainstream things become like touching the cannabis, like there's a whole freaking restaurant. And there ain't a whole restaurant. Like I, I'm thinking. State. Yeah, no, I mean, it's an illegal state. It's in Wisconsin. You can't go buy a weed legally in Wisconsin, but you can go to the Chiba Hut and get an AK-47 sub. Or you can go to the Chiba Hut, and uh, I believe in Illinois areas, because I see them announcing all the time they're doing, like, smoke sessions. They have a, a bus that shows up. So in legal mm. states, they're more fun, apparently. I'm going to make a nice little piece of commercial real estate that you guys, if you're watching this, and this is the show that the industry watches, it should be, because what we do is talk about the industry every week. But that is going to be some real estate that I'll design and figure out where to put the Chiba Hut, the dispensary, and the consumption lounge, and the grow. Anyway, let's get into the cannabis legalization news. This one caused the biggest pop on our website over the weekend. It was the signature of the law in Minnesota. And they became the 23rd state to legalize on, what day did he sign it on Friday? Yeah, he signed it the 31st. I think he signed it on the 31st, and so it wasn't on Friday. But on Wednesday, he signed into law the legalization. That's HF100. It has all sorts of interesting types of licenses. They have this mezzo business license that's going to be interesting. Their dispensary license. They have like five dispensaries if you get the dispensary licenses. And look, it's wow. it's the body Ventura right there, standing right next to Governor Waltz, saying, "Hey, I'm." Marijuana signing with Jesse Ventura. He was the former governor and still is. That was his whole thing, right? He was even, when he was the liberal governor or whatever you want to call it, he was advocating for legalization back then. But because of the process, he's not going to just do a pen sweep or whatever. It takes legislation. It sure did. Minnesota was one of the states that had to pass it legislatively. I believe the fifth that had to pass it legislatively. And on to Minnesota. We're getting a lot of leads on the website, CannabisIndustryLawyer.com, by the way. The other thing that I don't think that we talk about enough on the show is that we do have a Facebook page. I should share the Facebook page. It's called yes. Cannabis Legalization News over there on Facebook. And you can find it at Facebook.com backslash free THC. There are 462,000 people that follow our little posts about how to get licenses. And there's a little post that Miggy did, I believe, on Call of Duty about the skin. So he will also share his, I'll share my stuff about Wisconsin. Yeah, nothing going on there. And then Miggy shares dank memes, like my vape was on that Death Star. It's all about the smiles, man. I'm all about the smiles. He's in it for the lulls, everybody. He's in it for the lulls. Speaking all of right. lulls. Oh, oh, Speaking of lulls, go ahead. You know how I was talking about how I want to give away seeds? Oh yeah, yeah. So I, I found them, right? If you can, people, I'm not going to do it quite yet, but I will be giving away. Send me an email. And in that email, I want you to put in the subject line, I want to be a beaner. I want to be a Miggy beaner. Just put, I want to be a beaner. And I'm going to have these. A Miggy beaner. So there's three beans in here. And depending on your state, like this could be worth $30. Or if you're in Kentucky, 300 Either way, 
send me an email and then when i figure out when i'm going to send it off i'll pick one out and easy enough throw a stamp on an envelope hey you know what you should also be doing when you're sending miggy emails for beans you should be sending miggy pictures of your weeds so that yes. it can be focused on cannabis legalizations news name that strain uh, we have a name that strain later on in today's episode so you're going to want to stick around the next piece of news that we have comes from my state of it's illinois a- lawmakers they are done for the year until they get to what they call the veto session later on this fall but they have approved only really one change to the laws and this one has to do with irc 280e as many states they just point to the federal tax code and illinois was one of those other states as they legalize it and i believe minnesota did this and new mexico will be doing it new jersey they change their state taxes so that the dispensaries particularly don't get super hit by this 280e policy and so yeah. illinois tax rate is about five percent that's uh, all they can do it's just the, the difference between getting taxed on gross revenue minus the cost of inventory alone is substantial if it's going to be revenue minus the cost of inventory minus the cost of rent minus the cost of employees minus the cost of marketing minus all the other costs that every other business except for the cannabis industry any other legitimate business gets to deduct and the illegitimate businesses there are no records for that as far as the state goes the state creating these local that's don't, don't as much as the state can do because this is a federal issue period it's the federal tax code that's right yeah and so that's i don't think the safe banking act fixes that you know i don't, I don't think, think the entirely safe, but i don't think it it doesn't change irc 280e and so i think it just makes it safe to do banking but you're still going to get double taxed but once that banking rule comes in place couldn't it allow like leeway now for the irs to start creating rules for the cannabis industry no, that's not how it works. And so that was a statute. And so the, the tax code is passed by Congress. And then that happened and then it was amended in 1982 to add that IRC 280E. And so that's the law. And then it's carried out and enforced by the IRS. So then could the IRS then at any time create new rules for cannabis? Or is this something still that's going to have to move Congress? Nope. Legislative needs to be changed yeah. the legislation. And well, that's annoying, but par for the course. For this terrible industry that sometimes just doesn't work known as cannabis it's a silly law for a stupid little pretty little plant silly law for a pretty little plant hey that's all right kevin sabat was on some news story and the guys from sapphire and shout out to them sapphire security they're helping the industry but they sent me an email like hey you want to respond to this schmo it was kevin sabat and you're just listening to him and it's like, man who is paying this guy's salary that's the thing are you gonna ask where do they get their money from I'm like I'm being accused of, oh, I don't know if you follow the, on the Facebook group, but there's a certain troll on there that keeps saying, oh, like long paragraphs with no punctuation and no mm-hmm. sentences, but it's like, oh, we're leading the children to death and all this other bullshit. Like, dude, I'm almost 50. My kids are fully grown. None of them got kidnapped or died. But it's, yeah, but I'm trying to run a business here and then Linktree shuts down your oh, one of your links. Yes. And then not only that, Instagram says you can't post for a week. And so I don't know what meme you shared or what news article uh, I shared or what like real explaining how to get a cannabis license I shared, but we can't post on Instagram this week. And I just got to reiterate, that's Tom's past two weeks. He got cut off from Linktree because this is, again, a funnel that we use to help Tom get business. And and I'm here for it, man. And then it's also it's a podcast. Yeah, it's the yeah, but you know what I'm saying? Like that we get the information now, we talk about relevant things, but also the link tree besides and then your Instagram got canceled. But meanwhile, on Clubhouse, I just joined a Freedom Grow chat last week. Oh cool. 
And while I was trying to do the process of what are your likes, what are your interests, marijuana, weed, we're like two options in this bitch. So go to Clubhouse and also check out Freedom Grow. Check yeah. out Freedom Grow. They help hey. people with commissary. It's very important. And in our next news story, I think this is also very important. And that would be some of the best stuff I've seen out of New York, which, is, of course, is saying a lot because it's just been crap. Yeah. Cannabisbusinesstimes.com is reporting that New York will allow licensed cannabis growers and retailers to host farmers market style events this summer. The new proposal is seen as a pressure release valve for the state's bottlenecked supply chain. Yes bottleneck supply chains. And so the OCM, that is the Office of Cannabis Management in New York, announced early plans to allow news pathways for direct sales to consumers. That's from farmer to consumer, just skipping the dispensary. Licensed businesses setting up temporary shop in a farmer's market environment, placing products in front of consumers, and moving the state's steadily growing supply that really only has five dispensaries that it can be unloaded at. That would be dope. That'd be dope to see if we did a farmer's And again, we had that here at one time. A long mm -hmm. time ago, we had cannabis farmer's markets, and it was awesome. And I misspoke a little bit. It's not five dispensaries. As of May 30th, 12 cannabis dispensaries. Those are the card license holders, the C-A-U-R-D license holders, mm -hmm. the ones that just get free dispensaries because they're in New York. That one, only 12 of them are open. And then last fall, Governor Kathy Holchel said another 20 would open every month thereafter. Prove me wrong, New York, or prove the governor right. I don't know if a 20 is going to be opening every month thereafter. I really don't. That's, I realize that they're trying to get their money together, but if each dispensary that they're opening costs $1.5 million to open, and every month you're going to be doing 20, let's see, that's 20 million plus 10, so $30 million out the door every month. And then the social equity fund that they made to like give all these free dispensaries to these randomly selected people that just happen to have been arrested but also have a business, and be in New York. That is what, 300? They're gonna issue 300. So 300 times 1.5 million, I don't know. That's well, $450 million. But then there's the process rollout. So we got a comment on LinkedIn, Paula Collins is saying, but no, there's only eight dispos open. The rollout's gonna be very painful. Yeah. They should've thought that shit earlier. I just don't understand how one of the most largest, New York has that business reputation, just like Chicago, right? There's that, that persona of the stock market and all this other. how do they just do this so badly though again oregon it's rigged it, yeah and then so people have money and then they have interests and so money and interest get together and then they create some tomfoolery yeah true that hey someone asked about my shirt it's a, it's a it doesn't say grateful dead it says great debate and it's got red hot chili and green chili i'm still writhing from my new mexico trip that was hella fun matter of fact that's where the seeds are be coming from New Mexican seeds. Oh yeah, we did post that video. It has not been marked or banned, I guess, from YouTube. Check it out. We did a documentary, an educational piece of a tour of a licensed dispensary in Albuquerque. Shout out to Stoned Ape. Go check them out. They have free delivery, by the way. Leave them five stars on Google if you'd be so nice. Yes. But yeah, it, that was really interesting. And now I'm going to upload that to LinkedIn because if it's less than, I think, 15 minutes or something, you can upload it to LinkedIn and get that going over there because there were some people commenting on LinkedIn about that post that they saw on YouTube. And I'm like, oops. So I never wondered when you upload the videos, you don't do it to the StreamYard because StreamYard you can do a multiple broadcast at once, which is hella nice. But That's new. That's a new feature that I just, oh, I got to test that next time. And so I'll give it a shot, but the, that's the nice thing about software. There will be updates. Oh, yeah. Well, now we got some Florida news. 
Florida news. And is this going to be good Florida news or is this going to be annoying Florida news? That's the problem with Florida news. You never this know if it's going to be good or annoying. Uh, this one, though, yes, this is some good Florida news, which is how Florida is. Florida is a wild card, man. Okay, so in good Florida news, they are claiming that they have enough signatures to get on the 2024 ballot and see if Florida will legalize by the vote of the people. Standing in the way of the vote of the people is the attorney general who's filed a lawsuit against this ballot initiative for violating Florida's single issue provision of the law that requires any type of amendment that you put before it to only have one thing. And then they're saying, oh, you're, you've written it in too expansive a way. It's this and that. It's only supposed to be this. And we'll see how that turns out because like they've tried this before in Florida. And so the initiative drafters, the people that organized it and got it and all the petitions out there, and now they have enough signatures to get this thing on the ballot. They have lawyers looking at this. They know this legal challenge is just waiting from the attorney's general office. And we should probably read what the ballot initiative says to see if we think it says one thing or if it says two things. We're also talking about the same state that has a hard on for books. Fingers crossed. And, and a mouse that has provided <laughs> billions of dollars in revenue to the state. I don't, I just think it's all politics and it's divisive yeah. politics, but 100%. it is reporting that it has verified 967,528 signatures as of the end of May, exceeding the required 891,523 signature threshold. Come on, Florida. Don't Florida man legalization. We shall see. We shall see. <laughs> oh, speaking of uh, Boca Raton, they're doing a, uh, for Freedom Grow, they're doing a comedy hits and giggles show raising money for prisoners so if you're in book Raton, look up hits and giggles hits and giggles the cannabis company true leaves which is financially backing the florida no they call it the safe the smart and safe florida campaign has contributed more than 38 million dollars to date this this legalization is brought to you by true leaf by the way I, oh man and that'll go into the stock news that we got to talk about man they're, they're a special child these guys they are an interesting little company. Kim Rivers, she has a press release out, which is probably just a tweet. And she yeah. says, with over 965,000 valid signatures from nearly every part of our state, it is clear that these voters share that belief. We are thrilled that the campaign has made this milestone and look forward to seeing this initiative on the ballot next November. Truly, if I'm going to take back some of the sad things that I've said about you, again, very happy with what you did with Bobby Tuna. And then you yeah. spent $38 million of your revenue... Now, granted, it is selfish spend. This is like a marketing spend because right. if this legalizes, they'll make a lot more money. And how are the rules written? Is it just going to lock them in only or is it going to allow for a fair market out there? That's one thing. Oh, oh, no, we can talk about the Florida industry. But here's another quote from Kim Rivers. We believe the language as written comports with the single subject and clarity requirements under Florida law and look forward to a positive ruling from the court. Because like I said, the AG is challenging this and it's the single subject and clarity requirements under Florida law for ballot initiatives. But uh, yeah, and back to what Florida's market is going to be. It, let's talk about this most recent round, right? It closed April 28th. There was 76 applications, I believe, that they received. It was a $150,000 application fee. If you win, it's a million dollars. 
and you have to be completely vertically integrated. And the million dollar fee, great. Now, so now you're, you're out 1.1, then you have to hire a consultant like us good people over at Collateral Base. That's gonna be at least another $100,000 before success fees. And then if you win, it gets really expensive because now you need to go become operational within a specific amount of time and you have to be completely vertically integrated operational. So get out your checkbook and get $10 million. That's at least what it's going to cost, if not quite a bit more. And that is the Florida, at least medical cannabis market. I'm hopeful. I was at a... But I was at a coffee shop today in Milwaukee. That coffee shop clearly cost three four million dollars it was oh, beautiful sure. hey you know what that we have to do over here we just got to take this one down and then you can see that it really is 420 somewhere i can't believe we've been caught time goes by when you're having fun hmm? you still reading <laughs> I don't know. Like I wanted to, I'm trying to plug the thing that I was supposed to be plugging, but I only get 10 seconds to find it and I don't know where it is. And so like, I'm going through the show notes. Never yeah. take another hit. <laughs> I didn't get a chance to take a hit. I'm trying to find the thing that I'm supposed to plug about the webinar and I mm. couldn't find it. And so now I have it. And then also where's the, okay, there's the web. Okay. So we have to, we're going to well, substantially you know rework the show notes in the sense that it needs to be, like minutes, like this minute we're talking about that minute we're talking about this. I was traveling. I just got back from Milwaukee five minutes before we went live. 422 is 422. All right, let's take another one. I'm going to actually have a hit this time. There you go. Yeah. No, I was going to say, good news out of Missouri. Missouri is getting ready to drop its application on t Tuesday, June the 6th. They have released the micro business zip codes. And so if you head on over to CanvasIndustryLawyer.com, you can find our blog post about all these zip codes that if you are in, you are an eligible person. Of course, you'd have to document the appropriate amount of residency in one of these zip codes, but we can help you do that. Another real estate play is shaping up in Missouri cannabis for these 48 micro licenses that they're going to be doing. And if you want to learn a whole bunch more about that, you can tune in to the webinar that we will be doing on Wednesday. I am going to be broadcasting this one from Kansas City as the night before I will be at a MoCan, which is the Missouri Cannabis Association event in Kansas City regarding the micro business license, learning all their tips that they're going to have so that I can use them to help the clients. And if you want to go get a ticket to this here webinar because you're tuning in and you're like Missouri's got a licensing round freaking cool there it is I am posting it on the comments and then I should also add this as a comment and pin it hopefully it doesn't get me deleted like educational and helpful services to get a license is completely different than and again you're a damn lawyer and why is your LinkedIn and your Instagram getting deleted it's like Deleting Call of Duty for having a skin, but hey, who am I? 
Hey, yeah. since you were just in Wisconsin, we got uh, Mike's asking, is there any new thing new from Wisconsin? Yes, there is a Chiba hut in Bayview. <laughs> and that there is nothing legislatively new. There is a challenge to the redistricting. So Wisconsin is a very crooked state in this respect. The Republicans control two-thirds of the House seats in the legislature and the Senate seats as well. They have almost a supermajority in there because of redistricting. And so in 2010, they had the control of the map. And then in 2020, they had the control of the map again. And they draw the state, even though it's about 51, 52% liberal and, and 49, 48% conservative, they draw the state in such a way that conservatives control all the legislature and then typically the Democrat is in the in Madison as the governor. Damn. Yeah. Very, very staged. So we got some Terrible. federal news. Let's get the federal news going. Do we have a little? Do we have bumpers? We have trending. We, we don't have a federal news bumper. We have a more the more bumper. This one's always great. There you go. I think we just we just covered enough Wisconsin so that we can hit you up with this one. Marijuana users still barred from buying guns, even in states where pot is legal. ATF warns. I don't have the story oh, rolled out. Oh, let me get that moment. up. Yeah, I have to You're get good. that up. You're good. I'm, well, it's, sorry, it's, folks. We, yeah, like, again, <laughs> I've been traveling, and then you know, we have I'm to make work. the show. We have to make the show notes more. And I gotta. So I was thinking about doing because you know in our Slack how we go over the news throughout the week, talking about and, and mm-hmm. punching things, and then. Danielle put it in the show notes for what we're going to talk about. There's a couple of things that we did not talk about or is not listed. So if you would like to have a late night session with Miggy tonight, hit, give me a 420 in the chats and I'll, I'm going to pop in this after this evening, probably about seven, eight o'clock. But let me know if you're going to be interested and we'll talk about the shit that we missed. But uh, yeah, guns. <laughs> yeah. The ATF, which, by the way, cannot issue legal conclusions. And this is being reported by CBS News, which is brought to you by pop up ads. Anyway, marijuana users still barred from buying guns, even in states where pot is legal, ATF warns. There have been federal judges that say that's crap. And that is who has the authority to speak regarding legal conclusions. The administration, the alcohol, tobacco, and firearms, which is in the administrative wing, the unelected fourth branch of government, has no authority to create laws or to interpret those laws. They are supposed to be carrying them out. If you want them interpreted, you take it to court. This is like cops saying, we don't know who to arrest. You know, I mean, abide by the law. Unfortunately, it's, they shouldn't be talking about it. They just, it's whatever. But here it is. And then again, brought to you by Papa Bats. And so ATF, until recreational cannabis is federally legalized, pat users cannot own guns. I'm sorry that violates your Second Amendment rights to self-defense because the right to keep and bear arms shall not be infringed. Of course, there is another clause in the Second Amendment about a well-regulated militia, which is often just ignored. This is very unfortunate, too. We're like just dictating like the whole gun thing because of cannabis being a non-possession. There's a lot of reaching with this law. And that's why, like with the truckers, why truckers and legalization needs to happen federally because of the CDL license and insurance policies. There's a, there's, it's not the plant that's keeping you from your job. It's the goddamn rules in, in, in place. And, and rules that don't mean shit. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, uh, and then know? these things are just made up. 
And so this agency was created in 1972, the ATF, and its, its responsibilities include stopping the unlawful use of guns. Yeah, they're doing a bang up job of that with all the unlawful use of guns in this country, aren't they? And oh, regulating shit. the sale and transportation of firearms. You mean the only thing you have to do is sell a gun out of a trunk out back at a gun show and then it's nothing? You don't have to, you don't have to have any type of proof or license for that? That sounds like a gun show loophole. Anyway, isn't that interesting that this regulator that is completely and wholly inept at its only cause uh, is telling you what the law means? That's wow. nice. It's like the DEA trying to reschedule goddamn every cabinoid. Oh, they're taking their garbs. We got to make new stuff up. Yep. They took our darbs. They took their darbs. They took our darbs. Hey, and speaking of turkin' your derbs, we can put this back up there, and then you can go sign up for updates. Go ahead and sign up for updates. Is let's share this one out. This one, this is from a, a judicially noticeable source. It is our government's websites. I'm not signing up for updates, but they have a press release for immediate release. It says, and you can contact Ashley J L Sherrill or Sherrill. And it was issued on May 30th, 2023. When was the last time we put out a press release, Miggy? Probably should do that one day. <laughs> came out of St. Paul. The Bureau of Alcohol, Tobacco, and Firearms and Explosives provides clarification for gun owners and potential gun owners who may be considering using marijuana given Minnesota's recent ease on marijuana restrictions. <clears throat> Legalization is not an Seriously? ease on restrictions, bro. Come yeah. on. Uh, drawing attention to the distinction between state and federal law. The Federal Gun Control Act of 1968 prohibits any person who is an unlawful user or addicted to any controlled substance, as defined by the Controlled Substances Act of 1970, from shipping, transporting, receiving, or possessing firearms or ammunition. Boy, it's like unconstitutional laws just sit on the books for decades, huh? <laughs> Separate drinking waters were a thing. Separate fucking drinking water and bathrooms and shit. Just because of the law doesn't make it those good, and the fact that it's still here and we're going through this bs is like someone commented very embarrassing it doesn't very embarrassing yeah yeah I just i'm embarrassed for you america it's okay <laughs> seriously and we got some yeah. kakalaki news uh oh no we don't we have to go get this thing up first and so in kakalaki yeah. news i will find a tab and then go over to it but yeah i think we've unless you want some more quotes you want a quote from a jeff reed he is a top atf official from saint paul until marijuana is federally legalized, firearm owners and possessors should be mindful that it remains federally illegal to mix marijuana with firearms and ammunition, said Jeff Reed. Now, that is one of the reasons why a lot of the dispensaries, they don't have their own guy with guns. They have a private contractor with guns. So the, yes. the twain shall not meet. One LLC that has a license to commit the federal crime is not the LLC that is there with the gun protecting the crime. Because you take federal crimes like you take a step, one at a time. But couldn't then, like the banks and all whoever has a hard-on for this, couldn't they go after the security guards and be like, this is your weed money. You're actually the strong arm of the RICO law. Unless it's a thinned-out security company where it's just a small division, because they would have to separate that somehow, just in case. Perhaps. I'm not sure. It's, it is just silly that half the country is openly flouting the, the law on this, and then the federal government are like, we agree with you. We'll figure this out. But <laughs> so we're going to get a legalization vote? Maybe. I mean, seriously, like when 
the Department of Health and Department of Justice were giving us directives, how long does it take for you to analyze this hundred-year-old freaking issue? I'll like, tell you how long. It takes about six seconds. We'll be right back. <laughs> and then I say we, yeah, let's show them how long it takes, and then we'll place and name that strain, because that's why everybody tunes in. That's what we're fighting for, boys. And so there it is. It is some name that strain goodness. Pretty little nug. Looks yeah. a little purple. I got oh, a little the medical. The we have some purple Afghani in the tent that's getting towards uh, its finish. It's starting to get purple. Ah, that's an, is this yours? Is home? No, this oh. is not homegrown. This is not mine. That's pretty. It looks really very dense. Like, right. It wants to go in my grinder. It's saying grindy. <laughs> daddy. Yes. That is, this is, a, again, we do a lot of exotics on the show. And so let's, let's at least give you its parents. It's one of the things we like to do. This one is crossing Snow Lotus with Old Song Silver Haze to create this hybrid. And I, I swear to gosh, this is what the guy from Sam, Smart Approaches Against Marijuana, Kevin Sabat, was railing on against this thing that I watched from one of the employees at Sapphire sent me something. I didn't get a chance, so he's like driving, but I looked at it a little bit before the show, and so Kevin Sabat's blaming crossing cannabis strains with the, how much more strong and potent it is now and saying, oh, it's like up to 99%, and I just want to sit him down and be like, bro, you know what hash is, right? And Dude. how old is hash? Yeah. The fact that people take that man seriously as an adult with the words that come out of his mouth and if it's scientific base, like it's just bullshit, right? Breeding hybrid, it's been a human thing as long as farming has been. And that moron, because he's got whatever federal conservative dollars, just talking yep. out their butt, pretending like they're yep. authorities. I know, man, we should really uh, create a strain. I'm going to next time one of the girls herms i'm just going to leave it in the tent and let it cross pollinate that's how we got gorilla glue remember and uh, but i'm going to name that strain ducker derb or dirk or gerb ducker derb hey ducker derb that should be a strain from tegrity weed oh god yes yeah you know, but that's the thing about weed right so like this these seeds that i'll be giving away that says end game number five cross with little lilac diesel number 22 but the thing is if you're going to be a grower, whether this could be a start for a home grow or for a business, right? Like you can full on create a farm and then you don't even have to call the Foley, weed man. this is. You Foley. can call it my nuts. And now you got call a new strain. Yeah, that's another strain name. D's nuts. That would be a oh, hilarious yeah. strange name. A strange, I'm sorry, strain name. But we do have a wiener in this, and I, I should stop making oh, those kinds of references. Yeah, I know, right? Threat Wonk. He totally got the parents being Snow Lotus and Old Song Silver Haze creating this hybrid that will get your mind and body buzzing with lime green buds. Disagree on that. Dragon fruit comes drenched in trichomes and dank, fruity, and musky aromas that will awaken your senses. This is from Bodhi Seeds. Very nice. Very yeah. nice. Totally. We've got, I and got then the, the next store. You got the next got, story? I, I do. What you got yeah. this week? Ah, put it on in. And so local law enforcement raises concerns over cannabis legalization. Once again, that's why we elected these sheriffs, so that they could make laws. Wait a minute. That's actually not what their job is. Oh, they're just supposed to enforce the law. My goodness. Then why right? are they trying to make them? Isn't that the legislature's job? Yeah. And then you go into the concerns. They're talking about when we catch you with possession, how do I know you were a criminal? This is the worst argument. And again, it's the whole worrying about 
what's in people's pants. I like to put an analogy. If you're driving a car, you're not worried about other people in that car existing. You're just worried if they're going 60 miles an hour in your lane. When this is ridiculous. Like, how are you catching the bad guys before? That's the answer. Just like how you're catching all the DUIs and how you catch that. Just do the same shit you're doing now, but now stop harassing people over a plant that you shouldn't be harassing them over. You're serious, bro. But they are they don't care about that. Remember, it's not gonna be legal in Minnesota until August the one. You better watch out there then, D. Yes. Uh, over the next few years, there are gonna be legal dispensaries available. That's right. We're gonna have some licensing rounds in a dispensary in Minnesota's of five dispensaries. And a mezzo business is quite a bit of canopy, like enough to make over eight thousand pounds of the stuff. And one dispensary with the right for two more locations. That is an interesting business type. I really can't wait to get some mezzo businesses in Minnesota going. Is it going to be a small market then? Oh, no, there's six million people. It'll be great. And then the only market you should really do when you're doing a policy for a new state is a market where you have the mezzo businesses as they would allow you to have local and small weed. It's 8,000 pounds. That can move a little bit but uh, then when you go to i was just in milwaukee brewery brewery there's 90 of them uh, and then bars everywhere you could have the same thing with cannabis you could have a lot of local providers just like they do down in new mexico they have those micro business licenses and so they got a lot of local farms true yeah. no, I, I like it. yeah but not law enforcement remember if you <laughs> buy cannabis it is still a crime in minnesota even after august 1st because it's only legal to buy it from somebody who has the license to sell it to you and that's going to take a little bit of time because they got to write some rules and then they have to get some people hired and they have to get a procedure i hope they look to new jersey over in minnesota because new jersey and the crc has really done a good job processing and uh, regulating I'm sure there's also other great regulators. I bet Michigan's great, California, Colorado, the established states. Sure. New Mexico's been good to work with, but... A little suggestion for those in Minnesota would be to, once the store opens up, buy one bag and hold on to that bag and put all your new weed in that bag. <laughs> Guaranteed the cops can be looking for packaging. Period. Yes, yes, let's see. We will see, and then people... I like how they always have the person that's like, Michael Frisch, executive director of Sober Living Home, and then society wanted to do this, so whatever negative effects happens in society, hopefully they're aware of what it's going to happen. I'm like, all right, that's cute. I figured he'd be like, this is going to be a boon for my business, but no. no. Well, and then somebody's asking a legit question, and then I'll have to shoot it down so here. So he's asking if they can do it like they do in New York, where they have the sticker shops, where, you know, just like in, in D.C. But when yeah. you have actual regulation and rules, no. Not only that, that's like the old thing where it says for novelty purposes only. Right. And these types of legal loopholes, you do as some type of prophylactic. You never have a lawyer that's going to be sitting there going, no, bro, you just tell sickers. Let me just re write a legal opinion regarding how this is lawful. Here you are. That'll be $15,000. And I wouldn't give a legal opinion letter saying like selling stickers. And this, yeah, the blue stickers mean this much weight and the green stickers mean that much weight. I'm like, mm. and again, and when it comes to those markets though, or rather it takes someone first the initiative to do it. So Medical is only an affirmative defense. It's not even a real defense, right? So when you're doing the medical side of things, you're still not protected if your state decided to go prosecute you. But because most states are willing to abide by the will of the people, for the most part, South Dakota, I'm looking at you, North Dakota. Hey, someone's asking about North Carolina, and, I, and we didn't talk We've about it. We've got a story about North Carolina. We can get on over to it. I do. Mm -hmm. I have, you have it set up? 
No, I don't have it set up. I was doing the subscribe bumpers. Don't okay. forget to hit the subscribe bumpers while you're live. North Kakalaki lawmakers take up Senate. Oh, that's what you mean by Kakalaki. I see. So you yes, call sir. that North Kakalaki. People from Kakalaki call it Kakalaki. I did not know that. <laughs> Actually, North I, Carolina, a.k.a. Yeah. Kakalaki, lawmakers take up Senate passed medical marijuana legalization bill in committee. All right. Good stuff. Sexy time. So how long do you think it'll be before they get any sorts of... Oh, oh, they, they got to get floor action on this stuff. And so what are the good nuggets that we have? Anything, any nice, like a little, a lot of new members, more than 50% of the chamber now supports medical cannabis. And he would not be surprised at all if that bill moved. Interesting. And let's go ahead and go over some of the conditions. We got a little bit of news on it. This is North Kakalaka, and they think they have a better than ever before chance of happening. That is House Speaker Tim Moore, who's a Republican, by the way. And so that's interesting. Are we going to see some Republicans in North Carolina side with business and allow for people right. to get something besides opioids in a legal controlled environment? I hope so. Well, Moore previously said the dynamics around marijuana have changed with a lot more new members. The, uh, the bill is proposing for 10 medical marijuana suppliers who control the cultivation and sell the cannabis. So only 10. Mm, True Leaf loves North Kakalaka cannabis. <laughs> but each supplier can operate up to eight dispensaries. That's double the dispensary cap laid out in earlier versions. So I guess. So 10 to yeah, eight. Yeah. Okay, great. Now, again, like this is going to be Illinois style regulations. Each yeah. one of those dispensaries is going to be at least a million, a million five. And then you have 10 licenses for the cultivate. What's the canopy size? on that how much space do we because we have to power 10 dispensaries and then we have to figure out how quickly the uptake for patients is going to be the bill will allow qualifying conditions such as cancer epilepsy ptsd and ms it doesn't say pain but ptsd is very often a catch-all provision that many cannabis users have to possess and purchase cannabis from licensed dispensaries so right now, under the current law, possessing more than half an ounce, up to 1.5 ounces of cannabis, is a Class 1 misdemeanor, which is subject to 45 days of imprisonment and a $200 fine. That's some bullshit. And then there was this person named Rabin who is sharing some personal stories. And does it define the Rabin? And then, yes, legislation is from Senator Bill Rabin, who is a Republican. And he shares his own personal motivations for it, Senator Rabin said that during his own chemotherapy, he visited his local law enforcement to tell them he intended to break the law to use the plant. And packages of cannabis regularly showed up to him in the mail. So he must have had a caregiver from a legal state. So a caregiver in a legal state is sending high-quality pure medicine to a patient in a non-legal state. Boy, that is a stupid thing to be a federal law, isn't it? And so after working a whole day, he would come home and take about three puffs of cannabis and his symptoms would go away and he would be able to get up and rest and, and sleep and then go to work the next day and do it again while doing chemo. And so it helped him be able to rest and give him some relief during chemotherapy treatment. You know what's crazy about the law, right? So this gentleman admitted to a federal crime, admitted to receiving packages and treating his cancer and it helps. But if someone were to admit, say, I don't know, a Catholic priest to all the shit they did, 20, the law would catch up to them now. There, there's no reason to go after this guy for treating his medicine, his wellness. There's no reason to prosecute. There's no reason why this guy should have been a criminal or considered some sort of criminal, villain entity. BS. 
I know, but it takes a Republican senator to get cancer and go through chemo and have relief from medical cannabis shipped to him from out of state, probably from California. I don't know that for certain, but it's from out of state to give him relief and beat cancer. And now I bet he's going to be a very persuasive legislator, but only 10. And so that gets back to the 10, eight conundrum. How much weight can you move with PTSD is going to be in there. And then the population in North Carolina is actually surprisingly large. I'm not sure exactly off the top of my head what it is, but I'll ask Google. And I imagine they'll surprisingly have a lot of out of state patients as well which happens on bordering states. Yeah, almost 11 million. Damn. See, like, that's the growth trend on Carolina. It's been putting on people quite well. It's up to 10 million. It's doubled, basically doubled its population since 1980. It's a cool place. I like the East Coast. I just don't like the laws. I hope that they pass it, but then with that many patients and only 10 licenses, that canopy size is going to be ginormous, like probably Illinois' 210,000 square feet ginormous, which is like glass house crap where you're just growing as much as you can. It's What's going to be weird here is if you have one grow who's allowed to have eight stores, right? So now that grow has to supply eight stores and you only have 10 other people who are also doing the same thing as you. The thing like New Mexico, right, with uh, Stone Ape, they're buying weed from grows and bringing it to their store. Whereas these guys, if they can't supply their own store, eight stores, what makes them think they can even distribute to other stores? Like the ratio of the stores to grows is way bullshit here. Yeah. And then shelf space restrictions and stuff. Like in Illinois, you can have 40% of your shelf be your product and that's it. Yeah, it's, that's interesting, but it's what the industry is, man. And every state does it a little bit different. And speaking about every state doing it a little bit different, that might have explained uh, what happened to our stock news. We do have some stock oh, news yeah. to report. Lots of stock news. And it's a pretty interesting story. You got it? Let me get it. The Green Market Report is reporting. That's too bad. The Green Market Report is reporting. I'm going to work that in, in post. Two dozen publicly traded companies lost $4 billion last year. Can you believe that? That is ridiculous. No. $4 billion lost by two dozen publicly traded cannabis companies last year. Let's, do, let's go and do what we got here. Let's see here. There was Acreage Holdings. Acreage Holdings lost $170 million with a gross margin of 43%. Okay, MedMen, that's the one I thought we were going to be talking about. They lost 128, I'm sorry, $134 million with a revenue of $128 million. Bro, you lost more money than you made by a lot. Yeah, that's, this whole list is very sad. And, but it's also, we've talked about this because these MSOs, how they do their business models. They're not competing with the state individually. They're trying to compete against the rules. They're like, we own everything. F you. <laughs> it just comes down to that. And then when you have a fair market, now you have real competition. You have to figure out real inventory and real customer needs, not just because we're the only ones. You but I, I just think it's hilarious that it's all the chads. And so it's, yeah. these are like huge monolithic companies. And then yes. so here is one that actually is doing operations. Okie dokie. Green Thumb Industries, it reported a loss of 
Nothing. It actually made $12 million. Do you know how much revenue you have to do to make $12 million in the cannabis industry? And they're only over a the... billion dollars. And so you have to Shit. move over a billion dollars of product to make $12 million. How many states are they in? Oh, they're in a lot. Vex Science also, they had a profit. It, and that's just what it is. Like we can try to go through the other ones that have one. Uh, and uh, he's reporting on it. Red Inc. <laughs> Ianthus, a net loss of 449 million, followed by Columbia Care, lost 421 million. Oh my goodness. A lot yeah, of those only companies... three out of 24 companies, Green Thumb, Merimed, Vex Science, reported in the black at the end of the year with a total of 36.5 million in profit. Everybody else sucked 4.1 billion. I'm surprised Truly didn't do worse. They did do pretty bad though. Yeah, truly. What do you mean? You you have to look at it though. They did a cool 1.2 billy, and they lost a quarter of a billion dollars. And right. so, why would you invest in that? Well, that's what I'm saying. And plus, all the what's going on with them now, pulling out of Massachusetts because of. And I believe this is all. What do you call it? Allegedly speculation. Speculation. And but speculation was... news. I'm sorry. News. It's <laughs> not speculation. There's a rumor it can be. No. It's, there you go. It's not how news works. It's a, it's reporting on events. Ooh, I'm, so the young jerks over in Massachusetts have covered uh -huh. the story about a, a young woman who died at the uh, Trulies facility. And it just seems weird they're pulling out of Massachusetts on a whole. Avoiding lawsuits? I don't know. But, uh, but they're also pulling out various states, too. So it's just crazy to see these. They spread so fast, and then they suck. Not only do they suck, they lose a lot of money. Look at how much money it lost. Okay, let's go to Cresco Labs. Cresco Labs. It lost... 800, I'm sorry, $215 million. But you have to re recognize that Cresco Labs has merged with Columbia Care. So if we read them together, Cresco Labs and Columbia Care as a single C-Corp, as it will be in the future. Then we have, let's see, it's $1.3 billion, but then you had losses of $630 million. And so even though you made and you pushed $1.3 billion worth of revenue, you still spent it all and $400 million, $400 million I'm sorry, $630 million. Curleaf, same, look at that. It pushed $1.3 billion worth of cannabis and it lost $376 million. God, we would be fired so fast if we lost even $100, at least in any case. Well, that's, again, like I've, if you build a company with a cash flow and so they know that they're going to continue to make that type of money next year, that's why they spent all that money. Now you have debt that you have to service, but you can't maintain that unless no. that growth continues so you're always trying to offset your losses on that but whoa that's yeah. uh i prefer to make profits not losses and just like you're saying like with the medmen story that we have that's the following so it, it's because medmen's on the brink of collapse according to the green market report do you have that yeah. one about it yeah let's dig into the other stock news story of the week also from the green market report so uh you got it yep oh yeah sweet so yeah, the company reported that it is more than 137 million in debt with 15 million cash and equivalents on the books. That's not good. <laughs> That's no. like being 137,000 debt for a local person and only having $15. <laughs> yeah, it's it is crazy. $15 million of cash and equivalents on the books, $137 million in debt. 
And let's see, defunct on, they already defaulted on debt with a senior lender. It means a foreclosure risk is in the future. Good luck getting any more money when you have that type of foreclosure risk. And so like these, all these cannabis companies, is anybody going to buy their stock? Is it going to, is legalization going to be followed by like just a wave of cannabis bankruptcies? That'd be cool. Like all the MSOs just kind of like dissolved and then small well, people. Well, you predicted that already. You, you said yeah. how this is like not structured. And then Canon Bozeman has a funny little, sounds like a set of double books to me. So you think all these, but these are pub publicly traded. They can't have two sets of books. Like oh, that would, well, well again, I mean, good, but. Enron was publicly traded. Uh, a lot of companies are publicly traded. And Sam Bankman Freed's company I may have also been publicly traded for all I know. I wasn't mm. really into crypto. I'm like, yeah, I just don't see the use for it yet. Right. But uh, some people made a lot of money because it went up a lot. Yeah. Anyway, this did not. This is revenue came down to 29.6 million, down 17% from the prior year. That's right. Fewer people want to buy your weed, bad men. But what do they do? Can they file for bankruptcy? No, they cannot. They will be laughed out of the bankruptcy courts. Maybe the only thing they can do is see if they could like do a reverse merger so they can get into Canada and then file for bankruptcy in Canada if Canada has bankruptcy. I gotta say though, I, I went to a MedMen store. I think last year, two years ago, and it was an okay experience. To me, the store thing is you're just a store, right? But it was a nice experience going in there. They had a good selection, but I just didn't see the hype and the hoopla. I just they dumped too much money. Like the whole Supreme thing, you slap a goddamn yeah. Gucci label on it, and now it's worth something. Nah, I don't know. I just think that the MSO should call me. Let's do yeah. some Canadian bankruptcies. Come on, let's go restructure. Put you in a plan, bro. Figure out how you're going to get this debt straight. Maybe you can have a purchaser come in and take you out that way. The important thing is that your C Corp stock is more than five years old and it qualifies under Section 1202. Oh, okay. That's the most important thing. But oh. who cares, right? Millionaires' problems. Or at least <laughs> people who's losing millions of dollars heirs' money. Pretty problems. much, dude. Yeah. You can't <laughs> make a million dollars unless you can lose a million dollars. I'm worried about their losses like I'm worried about shit overseas. I mean, I don't really uh, don't think about it. Hey, I'd be rad ask for a little shout out. I, to, I see this guy in our chat sometimes. And so, there you go, bro. If you're still in there, be rad, Brit rolling. We got some international news. Oh, let's do the international news bumper, everybody. International news. Hey, Miggy, why don't you hit it? And then you, can you share the story? Yeah. Or can I only okay. see this? Can you, can you see, see where it, it says? Go? All right. I'm yep. going to get a, some water. Do it. All right, this is going to be interesting. Let's see if I can do this. Yay, there we go. It's not that big, though. There we go. Proposals for regulated cannabis market may end up in European court, says official. So since I cannot scroll his thing, let me just pop it up in mine. But from what I've read before, this has a lot to do with Germany's rollout. So let me, ah, I got to accept the cookies. I think my computer just got AIDS. All right, let's check it out. Let me share the story with you guys. Oh, hey, he's back. There you go. Wait, scroll down. I'll read. <laughs> Ooh, that's a cute little picture. So we got the plan, introduction of legal regulated cannabis market in the Czech Republic may end up in the European court. This kind of sounds like uh, the Germany rollout because Germany's was the same thing where they're about to roll it out, legalization, and then the European court are like, hold up. We Wait, doesn't that not comport with EU legislation? <laughs> and I think... Legalization is inevitable, but I think a lot of these other countries are just trying to get ready for the like how 
it's so like even being the first state to legalize it right like the dui thing was a very important thing which now it's not but i imagine in new states like kentucky it'll be but these guys are probably trying to figure out the business side with the gmps and all the other types of legislation that needs to be involved or regulation rather well again it's also the states and so i'm sure at the eu level it says cannabis illegal and now right. you have all the nations that comprise the EU, EU going, we're going to legalize it. It's the same thing. But in our country, That's nobody's like, caring. In, in, in Europe, they might. They have, like I said, when Germany was about to do it, which would be a huge market, and they had medical. But the EU said, no, we're going to, we need to talk about this. <laughs> yeah. A German lawyer and expert in European regulation, that's Kai Frederick Niermann, told CTV, which must be a news outlet in Europe, Commercial sales could indeed be problematic under both international and European law. So the 1961 International Agreement says that marijuana is only for science and medical, and it could only be resolved for withdrawing the agreement and redrawing it with a reservation. So they'd have to amend that law. And then this legislation is also stipulated it's not possible to distribute marijuana without a reason, but if it's legalized, the reason exists, so it would be possible to justify the sale. They need to actually do some legislation at the EU level, not necessarily at the German level. And this one's evolved with the Czech Republic, right? This yes, this one's out of the one. Czech Republic. Yeah. And again, the, the union needs to get, I don't know how, and again, the union's pretty new, so I imagine they're still trying to figure out their processes as well when it comes to an overall, because it's, it's all about intercommerce with those guys. So. Yeah, it's all the federalism aspect of it. So Europe has become a federalist area. And then you have rules that govern at one level, and then you have the rules at the state level, and we have some inconsistencies in our country, and they might start getting some inconsistencies in theirs. Or maybe they'll just get on top of it and be like, okay, we should make it federally legal. Because like the Europeans, they just care if it works. They don't have yeah. all this political crap like we have here in America. And again, you look at stuff that's legal, like alcohol, and it's part of every culture. Cannabis is just as well part of every culture. It's just frowned upon because of the propaganda for the past 100 years period so nice. yeah hey yeah yeah you saw you saw that was, you see. oh Sweet. yeah yeah it's cool we get leads from minnesota all the time we can't wait to start helping people get legalized over there it's gonna be a lift the application that's contemplated in the statute is comprehensive and so it's going to be regulated and it's going to be the industry just like it is in illinois michigan or new jersey how long do you think Kentucky's scene rolls out? Kentucky's scene? I'm not sure. I'm focused on Missouri because, like, next week, Missouri hits on Tuesday, and so I'm going to Kansas City, and then I'm doing the webinar and plug the webinar one more time, Lunch and Learn. I'll be doing this webinar from the road on this Mac right here. We're going to go over the app, and then we're going to say, if you guys need any help with that app, hit us up. Go on over to CannabisIndustryLawyer.com. Let's help you get into this lottery, but it's not just about getting into the lottery. It's about understanding statistical edge that you can use in that lottery. And that that's the important thing. Yeah. And that's what you're looking at, right? You're looking at like, how can I make my clients stand out amongst other people's? How can I get my clients licenses? That's what it's about. Yeah. All right. Uh, that's been a full hour. It has been a full hour, and that's where you can find me next week. That's basically the show. We could go on and do a story about tobacco, but I hate tobacco, so I don't want to do a story about it. I'll cover it tonight. Uh, even though it's, yeah, cover it tonight because it is a little bit of cannabis legalization news. Thank you guys so much for tuning in. Once again, you can find me over at CannabisIndustryLawyer.com. Don't forget to go find Miggy and his memes over on Facebook. Cannabis Legalization News is on there with 462,000 other people just like you.
All for the laws. Come All for up. the laws. Tune in next week. Cannabis Legalization News. Sweet.